Weird Things is brought to you by patreon.com slash weird things. Support the show. Hello and welcome to the Weird Things podcast. I'm Adrian Mean, joined by Mr. Bryce Castillo. Hello. Justin Robert Young. Yo. And Brian Brushwood. Hey yo. We're all together. So it was about welcome back. About yeah. twenty years ago. About twenty years ago, uh, a young entrepreneur with ambitions of trying to ignite the imaginations of school children around the world went to Russia and wanted to buy an ICBM mm-hmm. and said, hey, because I want to re- turn it into a rocket and be able to send a greenhouse to Mars. And the Russians took him to meeting after meeting, and the people he was paying for advice kept taking money from him. And he realized they were never going to sell it to him, that they were just sort of running this sort of long con on him. And so when he got back onto his airplane and flew back to America, he's like, what if I started my own rocket company? And that man was Bender B. Bennington Rodriguez. <laughs> yeah, <I guess>. yeah. <laughs> he Never said, heard he from said, him I'm going to make my own rockets uh, with blackjack and hookers. <laughs> Forget the rocket. That, <laughs> Forget that the rocket. That may come next. That may come next. So fast forward, fast forward 20 years later, here we are where there's a, there's a, what it gets to is that a uh, little bit of a thing in Ukraine, if you haven't heard. And the international was it community, Eurovision? Are they the, doing Eurovision again? Yeah, <laughs> it's a big problem. It's going to be a big problem. The <laughs> West, many Western powers not too happy with Russia, and they've pulled out of things like you know uh, financial support, banking institutions, including also launching things on Russian rockets. Now, the craziest outcome so far is there is a competitor to Starlink, which was OneWeb. OneWeb is another satellite system provided internet for the world, and their plan was to launch rockets on Soyuz. Oh no! So those got canceled. Yeah. Guess who comes in riding the white horse? Oh man, I would imagine uh, at a at a at a uh, fair <laughs> discount as well. <laughs> like uh, if for at no a fair th- price, man. Yeah, I don't know. This is, these are these are last minute changes. So uh, <laughs> it's a rush order, really. <laughs> So the uh, the now OneWeb turns to SpaceX, and there was heated competition, like OneWeb lawsuits, everything in that whole space to try to stop, like you know, you know, what was going on with Starlink, etc. I don't know if OneWeb was part of that, but it was certainly one of Bezos's companies was doing that, and so now they're using SpaceX. That's funny, and that's like like the ultimate. Like twenty years mm. ago, the Russian space industry created their single biggest competitor and didn't realize it. Uh, so I guess, I guess while we're on the topic of, of Ukraine and whatnot, um, how, how, how about the, uh, okay. I can't decide. Uh, it's like this awesome superposition. I flip from the Russian cosmonauts joining the ISS wearing, uh, uh, blue and yellow being the ballerest move or the safest move. <laughs> Because on the one oh. hand, it's a very baller move to, to to wear colors that seem to indicate your support for the Ukraine. Now, now Brian, but also you're a bit out of reach. Now, now, but Brian, uh, the the Russian Space Federation said that it is a complete coincidence that those flight shoots were yellow <laughs> I, and blue. Oh, okay. I have insight. 
Oh, I actually oh, emailed yeah, yeah. one of my astronaut. I emailed an astronaut friend Ooh. about this because yeah. I saw this. I'm like, and I actually talked to one of my one of the people I work with who's a Russia advisor, and I'm like, what's your take on this? Trying to get the sort of the sense of this. And I have not read it yet, uh, but there's an actually an article in Ars Technica that goes into this. But I do think it was accidental. And I was I'm like, how was this accidental? Because Rogerson, the guy who heads the Russian space program, and by the way, an actual neo-Nazi from events in his past, um, had gone as far as to remember, I think we talked about putting like covering up white tape over the logos of US and Britain on one of the launches that we had been co-sponsoring. Yeah. Like gone as far as to literally tape over that. And then all yeah, he, of a sudden, he's got he's got a bit of a uh, colorful Twitter history as well. If if uh, oh some my god, of the, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Eric Berger has an article. I think I think it's going to be yeah. Um, and his, I think the takeaway is that like it was probably it's coincidence. Um, but you know, there's the mixture like between the astronauts, what they do, where they we don't support. There's what they publicly support, what they not. And I think it was. I like the idea to think this was an accident. And that Rogerson just looks so bad by it because literally when the New York Times and everybody's running articles like, hey, are they showing their support for Ukraine? And yeah. can you imagine that phone call between Putin and Rogerson? I don't have to imagine that because I've got them right here on the line. Hey, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, uh, Rogerson, uh, have problem. Uh, uh, jumpsuits uh, appear to be giant F me in space. What? I... I, I, I are you sure? <laughs> uh, let me let me look again. I, me, I, uh, the, uh, no, I is, don't see it. Is blue? Is yellow? No, I, I, think, I, I uh, don't know if you know who contrast, I am. Contrast, contrast on your monitor. Turn, Hold on, turn let contrast. Me, uh, let me switch. Uh, uh, flesh tone, warm, uh, wind down. No, all is yellow and blue. <laughs> no, I, I uh, um, yellow represents. Cowardice of Ukraine. <laughs> Blue represents beautiful water of uh, prosperity for Russia. <laughs> okay. I have to go do legitimate uh, 200,000 person rally. I'm going to go use a slur on Twitter. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> uh, and one thing that's pointed that out. Is that a calendar article, item it... for both of them? It seems so prepared. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> The, uh, they choose kind of super patriots to be these cosmonauts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and so, you know, it, it, you'd like to think, because I kind of think, well, like, they're, a lot of these people, they're, they're a bit more worldly than a lot of other people sometimes have access to, et cetera, but all that. So, I don't know. I, I, I'm leaning towards it was an accident and that uh, Rogerson wasn't paying attention, which just makes it, would, would just basically be typical what's going on in Russia right now. Yeah, that this is is uh, uh, something that slipped through the cracks. I mean, either way, it's an embarrassment for them. Uh, yeah. But I mean, yeah, that would be that would be that would be a very half-hearted invasion where you get stuck in the mud halfway through in a column. I mean. And then the whole world shames you and shuts down your banking. And then all of your oligarchs just sort of yacht on down the road. <laughs> Yeah, yeah this is how I'm. This is how I'm going to get all of my global news. Yeah. People who live in glass, glass. People who live in glass compounds shouldn't throw rocks. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know. Yeah, I read. We'll see. I, I one of the most interesting analysis that I read though, and this is very short, was that it, you know because looking at the history of Putin, 
since his early careers in the KGB, he he ran special ops, right? He would do special operations in Germany and stuff. Like, he actually was probably one of the people who was getting Red Faction to help do terrorist attacks. He's been doing special operations his whole life. Not warfare, special operations. Yeah. And even this latest engagement was a special op, which is, oh, we put in our military in a border, we send in our teens, we capture the politicians, we install our puppets, and then we're, 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 we're out and done, you know? And that was his whole... His whole experience was special operations, and this clearly turned into a war. Yeah. And so that sort of kind of, you go, oh, okay, I see his mindset, like what his end game was. And then clearly now it's like, what do I do now? <laughs> a lot of a lot of questions of, 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 uh. of, of what now. I mean, since things seem like they are kind of grinding into a stalemate, and the, the, the moves from the Russians are uh, to kind of only get more aggressive uh, specifically with missiles welcome to international relations things where we break well, down all of your international relations well i, I do want to just talk about we have seen it's a very interesting thing to see how technology is played into this mm, in the, yeah we've absolutely. seen yeah you know the the modern you know uh anti-take missile you know man held launcher uh that was sort of designed like those were developed by NATO because they looked at like when Russia had in the Soviet era, the Soviet Union had a humongous tank fleet. And that was like, how do we how do we solve this problem? Like, well, we could put a really powerful rocket in a tube and let somebody just like, like a bazooka, like no, like a guided sort of thing. And so that became a way to take out, you know, $20 million piece of equipment with a thousand dollar piece of equipment. And now we're seeing drones and we're seeing that tactics. I started reading some policy papers by like paid think tanks that completely got this wrong, which is kind of hilarious. And part of it was like, yeah, these are people stuck in like 1999. And it's clearly not. And like, yeah, there's the article about, you know, drone pilots are making a difference. And you could read an article in Wired from like six, seven years ago about like how during one of the previous invasions and how much drones played an impact. And that is, I think a thing we have to think about from a science and technology point of view, warfare is going to be constantly changing now. Yeah. Because... The, the tactics used before, and then we, ha we have drones. Okay, now we're going to have anti-drones. You know, we don't really have a lot of anti-drone drones yet, but that's actually an area that's being funded, and that's going to be curious. Like, what's going to happen next? What's going to happen when you start putting, you know, the Russians got, if they're going to take, you know, the latest city, they got to go put people on the ground, but, you know, are we going to start getting drones with 9 millimeter guns on them so you could just send a fleet of those into the city to take out? Like, it's Well, just... and even then, there's going to be so many limitations. Uh, by the way, if you've not seen the photo of it, the, the Switchblade Kamikaze drones that um, I guess were developed in the United States and, and deployed in Afghanistan for a little bit are being supplied um, uh, cheaper than a RPG. Basically, you, you launch it from a tube, the blades of the uh, uh, the spinner parts are literal sharpened blades that just you know whip out, and then uh, oh and then they, they explode upon impact. <laughs> it lo it looks like the barrel of a Glock without with just no handle, and it does have wings. <laughs> That's yeah. Wow. There are a few different versions of the Switchblade too, and I, I don't know enough about any of them. But yeah, you see, I watched a video where they showed this thing like just taking out you know because the thing it goes up. And then it decides where its target is. Correct. And you can control it and it's say, oh, go here, deployed, go here. It hovers, and then on the display, you're like, mm, this one. This then, guy. That's the end of that. It, <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. it, it sounds like a very advanced missile. <laughs> 
it, it, it barely even like yeah it looks like a drone and it sounds like it operates like a drone but it does sound like on paper it's a very highly guided missile uh michael crichton remember the movie runaway right and he wrote a very interesting screenplay and story about like what's going to be the future like with robotics and this is a movie that came out like 1984 and i think and gene simmons played the bad guy oh, and I think oh one this of the is the one had, with the little spider bots right spider bots and, and, and tom, I think tom selleck bull- i think is in it Yep, Tom Selleck was the lead, and I think they had a bullet that could go around corners. Yes! And so, because uh, they had, like, these kind of cool, yeah, uh, let's see if they have that um, runaway. Uh, I'm just looking that up, but that was a thing, like, you know, Michael Crichton, like, you go back and you read old Crichton, it's like, there's nothing that's happened that Michael Crichton didn't see happening, <laughs> in my opinion. Um, you know, it's like that, there's this sound up in the Westworld movie, the original movie, right? Where they're talking about, they're going through the control room of the lab where they're building the robots and somebody's like, and like, I don't even know how they work. Like these things, they started designing themselves. So we don't know what's going on. And it was like the whole idea of machines designing machines. Yeah. And what happens? And that's, well, you get Yule Brenner on a rampage. <laughs> we know this now. We so, now know. It is known. Uh, so scary times, scary times. Uh, there is an article in Wired magazine, an interview with Palmer Lucky, who was the creator of the Oculus, and then he got pushed out of that, um, and then he went into building, uh, became a defense contractor, building defensive weapons and stuff, and <laughs> now. Oh, uh, 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 Justin was sharing the story with me over the weekend, and what what was the phrase you said? We want to. <laughs> Oh yeah, well he he was talking. Wait, is it Anduin? Is is a a, a new company? Andrew, yeah, Andrew. Sorry, yeah. Uh, uh, that is a drone technology that has secured massive defense contracts, including like a billion dollar one very recently. Uh, and and his his rallying cry to his team from the very beginning has been that we are going to save the American taxpayer hundreds of billions of dollars by making tens of billions of dollars in this company. <laughs> uh, and uh, 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 yeah, so far, I mean, he was even cagey during the interview about whether or not his technology is currently in use in Ukraine. They well, like can't say one way or the other if it is involved in Ukraine. Yeah, they like they asked him about it, and yeah, th- that was exactly his his response. So, I mean, if it's not now, one might imagine that conflicts like this will uh, will not be without it going forward. Yeah, they've been building. They have some cool demos of like anti drone drones, etc., and like just very interesting tech and like drone platforms easy to do. And like other industries. I have a feeling that what we're paying for a lot of this technology is way more than we really need to. And, but also it is scary. Let's, let's get back to this. It is, these are things that in, in theory, we call them defensive because nobody wants to be offensive. We don't have war departments. We have defense departments now, which nice phrasing, but maybe isn't really <laughs> nice accurate. new speak. No. Exactly. Uh, so yeah. Uh, fascinating. And then you think about it and it's scary. Yeah. Well, you want to know what... you know what's not scary. Exactly. I want to know what's just fascinating. (laughs) What? Uh, The fact that you can support us at patreon.com slash weird things. Oh, my God. This is fascinating. Will you tell me more? I will. Go on. Patreon.com slash weird things is where you can go and make sure that we stay loud, live, and independent each and every Tuesday. That even when uh, two of us are rolling right off a plane, we come right here and explain the world of the weird. You also get access to our After Things podcast 
which is a, a look into the worlds of creative professionals, answering your questions and telling our own stories. There's only one place that you can do all this, friends, and that is patreon.com slash weird things. That is so interesting. Can you tell me more? No. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done telling you. I've told you, and we are done. We're done telling. It's over. Done. No more. So how about this for a story? Uh, uh, on March 11th, astronomer Christian Sarnizekshi noticed an asteroid at the uh, Piazek, I can't remember, observatory, uh, Piazekestio Observatory. It's got all those weird symbols above the letters, and I can't even say the word. Um, um, uh, I don't think that they're weird at all. Observatory. <laughs> And uh, basically, they, they spotted this object, and they realized, that, man, uh, it's coming. It's in a collision course with Earth. With our this? Earth? This Earth. E-A-R-T-H? Yes, our, our no, Earth 261. No. <laughs> this is the episode where Bryce finds out that there's another Earth with a slightly nicer <laughs> Starbucks, but crappier Denny's. <laughs> So I was just shocked because no one else. They're always on the other side of the sun, so we never see them. Yeah. <laughs> Earth two. Hold on, this is this is actually a great idea. So this is part of this is part of NASA's scout system, which is designed to look for objects. So thankfully, it worked. Unfortunately, false. We positive. only had two hours. No, we had two hours notice, oh. and it was. But fortunately, it was a refrigerator sized asteroid and so okay, they so. knew where it was gonna hit whatever but like hey asteroid oh two uh, what, no no you know yeah. and so we had two we had two hours notice i don't know if you guys realize that you know the the end of the world well was only you know that big i guess this is the fifth time this has happened i mean where I, they, like, I, I, think I, can, I think i can uh, uh get her done in two hours yeah this, this is the fifth time. Get her done, as in wrap notice. up your yeah. life. No, I mean have one more orgasm <laughs> before I die. <laughs> I mean, why? I why would you thing. need why, to call Justin? that out? Why did you? Like, why like, did what, you was ask that, that? Was Justin? that not? Was that not like included in wrapping up your life? Was that not a broad enough thing? I mean, what else is I, there? I, no, I I'm gonna be you, honest. Justin. I'm on Brian's side. There was a lot of subtext that you should have read into. Yeah, I blame you, Justin. You should never. All right. All right. What are you going to do in the last two hours of your life? What do you think no. I'm going to do? I'm, gonna be fi I'm Spider Man over here. What is wrong oh, with you? <laughs> this show. <laughs> this show. Oh. This show. <laughs> Spider Man. <-ing. laughs> ridiculous. So, did we. Uh, so, did, did I don't we know. Survive? Call your parents, maybe? <laughs> that would be a thing to do in the final two hours. <laughs> you cretins. So, uh, uh, the fact. Uh, uh, quest, question, Andrew. Uh, is the fact that it's a, a refrigerator sized. Is that like the, the difficulty multiplier? Like, like two hours is a short window. And if it was the size of Manhattan and we only had two hours, we would have a problem. But, but for something yeah. so small. Um, uh, is that a testament to how well it's working, uh, possibly? I, 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 I think that it's not a, they're like, well, yeah, it's a small object and it's going to take, yeah, to, it's, it has to probably get that close for it to be aware, to see it. And to your point that needs to be bigger ones will probably be <laughs> spotted further away. It is just sort of funny. Like, ah, well, this thing's two hours out and we know it's going to hit over Norway. That's kind of cool. Uh, man, how annoyed 
Imagine being the president and it's like just the door kicks in and you're in the presidential bedroom and it's like, sir, do you want the good news or the bad news? And you're and just like, God damn it. Yeah, how many times have we talked about this? We don't play this game. <laughs> yeah. Just tell me. I'm the president of yeah. the free world. I don't Right. <laughs> just the yeah. whatever the so, most important of the two. I don't know. They come in different flavors, sir. We'll do an inverted pyramid workshop next week, but for right now, just the most important thing. Well, how would you describe so, your mental makeup? Right, but... The best was like the Daily Mail when they reported it, they called it they said half giraffe sized asteroid hits Earth. Half giraffe sized. You know, That's so much better than refrigerator. Like, you know, credit to them because I, like, I saw that and did not know that this was that story. <laughs> I like I want to go to Best Buy and it's like, uh, hey man, I got a lot of stuff. I have to keep it cold. And they're like, well, how big of a, a freezer or refrigerator would you like? I'm like, I'm thinking ah, half a giraffe. giraffe. <laughs> All right, please leave. Yeah, it's a ridiculous Mr. thing. Mr. President. Yeah, Mr. President, get the hell out of here. I mean, I, I I guess I'm all for different units of measure to make you think that's relevant. Like somebody else said, oh, the size of a grand piano. I'm like, okay, that's cool. But like <laughs> half of a giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I love I would love to see a uh, uh, and uh, half. Uh, I would love to see a a, a, a splinter uh, faction of, of psychology that only dissects like you know what metaphors people use. You're like, oh, I don't know. It's about like two thirds of a Ford Fiero. Okay, wait, hold on though. <laughs> Let's go around the table. How tall is an average giraffe? Oh, if we're gonna go half a giraffe. How tall is an average giraffe? Uh, an average adult giraffe? An average adult giraffe. 13. 13 feet? You're going to say yeah. 13 feet? feet. I'm, I'm going to say 20, no, uh, 17 feet. 17 feet? Say 17. Maine? Already looked it up. <laughs> Justin, what do you think? I think it is 15 feet. You think it's 15? Right in the middle. Ding, I'm ding, gonna, ding, Bryce. I'm gonna, I'm gonna what? Middle. Really? 17? Uh wow. Uh and so half of that is Oh, now we've hit the hard part. <laughs> eight and eight and a half feet. Okay, eight and a half okay, I, I look So that's a that's one a, NBA big man <laughs> super amazing awesome pick on high heels with a top hat sized yes. asteroid. <laughs> exactly. It is Shaq on a unicycle-sized asteroid. <laughs> it's a box containing 30,000 rulers. What? That doesn't... What size box? I wonder... Yeah. Uh, uh, obviously, I mean, who knows how much the headline writing these days is done to generate clicks uh, uh, as, as opposed to immediately inform. But uh, how fascinating must that be? Like... How does the call the chain of command go when NASA discovers the asteroid? And then like did they, how fastly does the president of Iceland get word that there is an asteroid going to hit their territory within the next two hours? Like how fast does that all happen? Does NASA go I right think, to the president of Iceland? Uh, no, I think there's a person, a science, somebody who decides whether or not to tell them or not. You know, the one that's also looking for kids with mutant powers. Because I, yeah. I think if if they know that it's that size, then I think 
they would know that it would burn up almost certainly. I mean, s- similarly, they- like if if like there was a economic crisis, you would call you know one of the top economists first, not directly the president. Yeah, Justin, why didn't you do that? Well, when yeah, I mean, yeah, but, but no, sure. But let's, and, and so uh, that's what I'm saying is that yeah. like how many lines does it go? Right, so the person who discovers it, it at NASA, yeah. then we discuss it with the State Department. The State Department I, calls I don't somebody else. Think or, they call or, the, I think, or is it science I, network to science network? So, yeah, I think NASA calls Iceland NASA. Ice, ice NASA? NASA. Right. And yeah. uh, Icy. Nasi. Isa. <laughs> the Icelandic celestial... I, your organization. <laughs> ISJ? I, I like to imagine that every administration has like some man or woman whose job is like when the, the president just read an article about ghosts, we need you to explain to them that ghosts are real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know, I have a master's degree, right? Yeah, I know. You just <laughs> like, does, does that get a wake up of the president? Let's say the president was asleep while this is happening. Like does, does that get a wake up? Not a half a giraffe, a full giraffe, full giraffe, <laughs> full giraffe would wake you up. Think, you no, think... I don't, if there's no, you know, again, there's somebody has to decide the threats and stuff and there's that person, but also like, I think like, yeah, they're like not but gonna, when... cause like there's the, now, so do but, they tell but, him, but a giraffe would burn up on entry, right? Like it wouldn't even hit. How to get into space? Bigger than a half of a drive? Ain't, oh, I mean, there's uh, ain't no air in space. Yeah, there's an air in space museum. Mm-hmm. Fire comes at you. There's space. an air in giraffe. I just kind of hung up on now on that idea though of like, <laughs> you know, the president watched this documentary. We need you to explain yeah. that this monster's not real. Because <laughs> like, I if you look at like some of the things our presidents have said, like that was the that Bill Clinton when he came into office and asked, I think what was what was on a lot of our minds as he asked about Area Fifty One and aliens. Like, can I, like no, there's, there's no aliens. <laughs> That's what he said that they said. Yeah, and really, he yeah. was. He uh, see. That's the problem is you can't just ask, you know, about aliens and you can't even ask about Area 51. What you do is you say, let's take uh, old Air Force One for a test drive. You're like, where are we going? Uh, L.A. Let's say L.A. And then, you know, you get, you, you, you're peeking out the window the whole time. And you're like, Mr. President, you're like, I'm just looking at shrubberies. <laughs> and, then, and then just out of nowhere, you're like. There, land there. Now, Emergency now. landing. Yeah. Down, down, down. <laughs> and he's, Sir, that's one of our bases. That's... You're like, good. <laughs> Which one? Uh, that's Area 51. Aha! I mean, Surprise I mean, check. I suppose it'll do. Uh, and then you go and you immediately run to like the lowest man on the totem pole. You don't You don't let any generals talk you into an official tour or something. So the president like, is frantically finding the guy at the guard booth. <laughs> right. Yeah, you're like, I need Beetle Bailey's right now. Now. <laughs> is, is there is there is there a McDonald's on base? Excellent, you'll do. Uh, 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 Gertrude, uh, where are they at? <laughs> and she's like uh, the 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 fries. Fryolator, it's back here. <laughs> yeah. Like, sure, we'll call them fries. <laughs> fries were invented in the. Six? Yeah, President, we uh, 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 we have to get back inaugurations in five hours. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm doing a thing. The fifties or the sixties or the four? <laughs> I'd like them Roswell flavored fries if you catch my drift. <laughs> Can I get them alien style, please? Can I get 
<laughs> Can I get some extraterrestrial Alien sauce? style. It's good. That's a good double entendre, <laughs> okay, I'm president, the president, Mr. President. <laughs> I've told you about seeing, you know, they have their own, uh, Area 51 has their own small little flight of airplanes, or a fleet of airplanes of like that fly crew staff to there. Oh, yeah. They, so if you f- they go like from Area 51 to Las Vegas a lot. Yeah, I did. I did that. I did that Las Vegas helicopter tour, and you go out to the runway to get in the helicopter. And I look over, and I see these airplanes that all they have is like this red stripe along the side of them, and now their markings are them like tail markings. And I'm like, that's weird. Like it's not like a real airline. And then I remember like, oh, that's that. And then I looked yeah. it up, and that was it. It's Janet Airlines is what it's nicknamed. Ooh, that's amazing. That's funny. That's a real thing. Wow. That's also the airplane where people who go out to go spot UFOs, you know, at Area 51, those airplanes will come in like in the morning to like bring in crew, like the land. Yeah. Like, oh, look, UFO, UFO. It's like, okay. No, that's Janet. Yeah. I like uh, any well, Wikipedia. That's what they want you to think. I like any yeah. Wikipedia page that starts with blank is the unofficial name given to a highly classified fleet of passenger <laughs> aircraft. And then the page is like a thousand pages longer than this. <laughs> oh my God. There's <laughs> a lot of information about these classified aerospace machines. Yeah. Still not enough. Nope. No. No. Wikipedia uh, needs to cut off Russia. <laughs> yeah. I got a pick. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a hot new Disney plus uh, uh, TV show. Hmm. It's... Hey, hold on. My problem with Disney Plus is I'm tired of the talent on Disney Plus. I want fresh young talent. And... Yeah. I mean, you're right. Mm-hmm. It's a bunch of old hands, like 15, 16, 17 year olds. <laughs> However old I, they I, were. I want fresh talent, like 12 year olds. And I want them learning magic. And I want them, like, I, I, I wrote a letter to Disney just once. Can you have a TV show that features. My daughter <laughs> learning magic in my backyard. Uh, I'll even provide you with all the footage. And lo and behold, I Wonder is now a new uh, uh, Disney Plus uh, original. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, I, I believe in just over half of these episodes were a segment, right? Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, 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 Bryce. Uh, I was so stoked. I, 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 when I got the text message about it, uh, a, I was surprised because it aired on Disney XD last year. Yep, <laughs> we missed that. Uh, but then I was just scrubbing through, and they, you know what? Like we we put a lot of work into those videos, and we've been putting them out for a long time. And they, you know, they do their own edits a little bit, but they they're pretty good. They're very good, and uh, I was I was I was very happy. It, it, it does right by the magic. It mm-hmm. does right by the relationship and the story. It's I mean, it it is exactly what it looks like a, a dad and his daughter during a pandemic learning magic together. Um, but man, oh man, uh, let me let me just spoil the ending. Uh, <laughs> they had us record an interview of ourselves, and uh, we. Uh, uh, we might have flashed the most epic of Diamond Club signs uh, <laughs> that is now part of the, the Disney canon. Yeah, it's it's like the very last thing that happens in the very last episode of the season. And it was, and, oh, it's so good. They even like do a little graphic little, on little, it. A little, little animation. Yeah. A little, little lightning bolt uh, diamond powers. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> and the rest of the stuff is like really, is really interesting on there. I wonder. It's like some magic stuff. It's like visual, visual effects. 
shots and and like you know like transition like those TikTok transitions and trick shots like the slow mo guys are on there. They got Shin Lim on there yep. for a couple of segments. Like it's it, it seems very cool. Uh, the uh, uh, my favorite part uh, <laughs> did not happen on the show, but rather happened you know like like Josie Josie was a good sport. You know, hey, pandemic's happening. I got to teach magic to somebody. She was like, yeah, whatever, fine, Dad. I'm like, I'm gonna put it on the YouTube. Fine, yeah, that's fine, Dad. And it's like, I'm going to put it on the Disney <laughs> and, and she's like, ah, I guess fine. And then, uh, and then <laughs> I had, I called her the, uh, last week and I'm like, Hey, so remember that stuff? It's now on Disney plus. And she's like, uh huh. And I'm like, you're sort of the show's thumbnail. <laughs> and she just hung up on me. And, and, and she just, I just hear beep, beep, beep. <laughs> and, then, and then I get a text saying I am broken. <laughs> and, and then when I called her back, she, she seemed very upset. I'm like, are these for real tears? What's happening? She goes, I don't know, dad. It's just a lot. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, 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 admit, I was very overwhelmed and I'm not in it. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like going off the wall about it. I'm not in one frame of this. Oh, can I? Man. Can I? But can it, I it's just it's good. She like looks good on it. They, yes. Like, yes. Yeah. You, I want. I want to frame things right now. Okay. Hey man, I didn't do right it. Now, <laughs> be framed. <laughs> right now on Disney Plus. Disney Plus, a, a premium platform now, a jewel of the Disney crown, and Disney, a, a, a platform that is known for its quality, and its quality, and the idea of the quality from the content, the production quality, everything else about that. It is it is very much held to a very high standard in what they try to do and what they do and present from family audiences, etc. Stuff you made is that good. Stuff you guys made is that good, and, 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 and you're you know you're that talented. Your daughter's that talented. You're at that level. We're out of your effing backyard. Well, it's a compound. You're making stuff this good. A, a tip of the hat to Bryce because uh, I I'll I'll double down on that by by expressing that not only uh, does it belong on that show, but I would say that ours is some of the more outstanding visual. It, it looks I'm, like the grown-up in the room. Yeah. I we'll mean, say this. We'll say it's the best stuff on there. Yeah. Many are saying. Many are saying. Many are saying. People are saying more and more. And when we get these we get these blockers in our head, this limitation, like, because, like, I went with, you know, my, my tiny version, which ain't no Disney Plus version, like, a very clear was, like, I want to write books. Like, we well, should be, you know, we'll get published. I'm like, well, what if I self-publish? Well, is that as good as being published? Well, it turns out, Self-published stuff ends up getting published. You st if it's good, it can be good enough there. It can sometimes work its way up here. And you guys were making, you already making pro content. You've already been supporting yourself by this. But it was also, what was the difference between something that you produced with you and Bryce and your instincts and your family and something made by Disney? Literally the letters D-I-S-N-E-Y stamped on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and like even even little stuff like, I, I don't know. I... I, I I maybe I overthink this too much, but I was very glad that like at the start of those segments, like it says featuring Scam Nation on it, like it, like because it's I, I you know I imagine if you're if you're in the TV pipeline, it's very tough for anyone to say hey shout out our YouTube channel on TV, like no one's ever gonna do that, right? But, uh, so seeing seeing that get in there also is is it was very 
exciting because we didn't i don't know we didn't get much of that with like the scam school tv pilots and stuff but uh yeah i don't know i'm excited it's very no, cool. it's, it's very very validating very exciting uh, uh very cool it's called i wonder e-y-e mm-hmm. uh i have a big uh, sorry andrew go ahead that should be a bio i mean disney plus i wonder featured yeah. in you know that's yeah absolutely and baby yoda uh, I have another Disney Plus pick. I watched it on the flight and then finished it on Disney Plus. Encanto. Ooh. The animated film Encanto. I would have seen this movie earlier if they had correctly marketed it as Hispanic X-Men do Hamilton. <laughs> uh, but they didn't, so it took this long. It's enjoyable. The music's really good. I feel like it was. It's destined to be a a physical musical uh, that will do very well, but uh, enjoyable. Fun time. Did you watch Coco? How do you feel? Like maybe it's unfair to compare it to Coco. I've not seen Coco, so oh, I would oh. have to watch Coco. Coco's but very good. Uh, uh, this is a musical, like capital M oh. musical, like where they're they're getting from song to song. Uh, uh, each character has a song. Like they are all singing at, at, at all times and everything is kind of hung on, on them getting from, from one to another. So uh, I would say if that would probably be the biggest comparison between another, just, you know, a, a animated drama. Mm, nice. I, I keep hearing it's great. Uh, and I just haven't seen, I can, I don't, I don't, I, I like Coco cause it's not a musical. Coco's just got a lot of good music in it. Um, yeah, this is, but, I mean, look. But it, I hear it's great. And it, it's, it's like Lin-Manuel Miranda doing the it, music, right? It, it very much feels like, <laughs> like I mean, it was, there There are, there are certain themes for which he, he, he very much likes. Hey, everybody, I'm Bruno. I'm the guy whose <laughs> name is Bruno. Uh, In my head, he's also MC Hammer. He's Yeah, it, it mostly MC Hammer's performance as Bruno is <laughs> a standout. Uh, very cool. Um, uh, I've got a pick. Um F1 is back, baby. Uh, Formula One was very cool this weekend. Uh, uh, they, the cars are new. The engines are new. Uh, all of the car bodies are shaped differently, so they all look different, and everyone is trying to do different things. And it means that the, the way that the teams had been kind of ordered the past six years or so is totally shaken up. Like, Ferrari won... Uh, first and second place over the weekend and that hasn't happened in a very long time so it's it's very cool uh formula one uh back it's back baby um and the f1 tv app is is good you can just pay them a very small amount of money and watch the races so yeah and you gonna pick i am gonna make a wild crazy pick here okay. um there is a platform it's like magic in in you know novels and movies and fantasy, when you use magic, magic yield, yielded right can be great. Magic yielded poorly can be destructive. And you see that it's like it's, it's like ancients were making a metaphor for today and technology, or a metaphor for technology of their current era. But it doesn't matter. Point is, uh, I love Twitter. Like I have a great experience on Twitter. One of the things I do is I use lists on Twitter to sort of follow things. I have friends and stuff that I love and care about, but I don't necessarily always want to hear their hot takes on stuff because then I think, man, they're idiots. So mm. I, I like to use lists 
and I'll do lists of like, you know, for, for you know, going on like current and like geopolitics stuff of people who I don't know, but are really seem to have very good insights that make me think. And I have a very positive experience. And it's funny because I talk to somebody like, ah, I hate Twitter. Ah. I'm like, I love Twitter. Like, like, I don't, the key is to not take that pipeline and just to mainline it straight. The key is to filter. The key is to say, what do I want to deal with? Maybe I want to go deal with my friends and crazy people I know sort of hot takes on stuff. Or maybe I just want to be connected to some of the smartest people in the world and hear what they have to say, who maybe disagree, but are going to make me think about different things. So Twitter lists, that's my pick. Create a list on Twitter hmm. and you will all of a sudden realize that you can have a much more positive experience on it. And so. you, you, you don't experience the emotional baggage that comes from, Ooh, am I going to unfollow, you know, cause following unfollowing is a public act of, you know, support or, or, you know, rebuke or whatever. Whereas a list is just like, uh, yeah, this person constantly complaining about the so-and-so good on them. I like them. Just not going to read that. You know, uh, I, I have found that, uh, uh, use the mute feature. Uh, uh, if, if lists are not your thing, if you don't want to build a list from scratch, like whatever the, the mute feature, uh, sometimes people get sometimes people get put in timeout for a little while, and they don't need to know that. Uh, you know, I, I think another positive to the list is that you know Twitter has pushed more and more to create an algorithm based mm -hmm. version of your timeline, which will always be uh, biased toward the most engagement. The most engagement often comes from the most divisive content. But if you have a list and it is all stuff that you generally enjoy, then the algorithm is serving you more than uh, uh, just the general the general feed of everybody that you're following. Yeah, there's a, uh, uh, and you can make lists public or private. Um, uh, uh, I, I have a private list uh, just titled homepage, which is uh, I put people on it when I'm like, uh, maybe there are people that I don't even follow them and they don't follow me. But for whatever reason, at some point, I make the choice of the things this person are are saying belong in my brain, and and then I make that decision, and and I see what they say or whatever. Um, now, the wrong way to do it is to get mixed up about public and private lists. For example, uh, uh, our friend Andrew Heaton has a wonderful story in which he assembled a list called uh, "People I Need to Unfollow." <laughs> Not realizing it was a public list, <laughs> and that everybody was getting notified Andrew has added you to a list. Yes, people, people I need, I need to, to unfollow, and then he had to have a lot of very awkward conversations. See, he should have changed the name of the list of like funny joke I played on my friends. Yeah, and then made LOL it. gotcha. Yeah. He should have called me. I wouldn't figure that out. Yeah, you know, next time call Bryce. You ever in a sticky jam? Bryce will fix it. Boy wonder. Boy wonder. Little Bryce. Bryce. <laughs> little little Bryce goes a long way. <laughs> uh, yeah, Twitter lists, and yeah, if, uh, another thing, some some of the Twitter apps are not easy to get to lists, but usually when you look at the list, uh, yeah, it's usually chronological, and it usually doesn't have ads in it. Um, that in, that's certainly it, been my experience on TweetDeck specifically. Uh, but I, 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 I think on, even on like the official app and stuff. Yeah, uh, at least in, it used to be. Maybe it's different now, but yeah, very cool Twitter lists. Nice. Nice. Gentlemen. Yep. It's been weird. Yeah. 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 yeah.
Pirate Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program.